Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Doing well today? Come on, you love Jesus in this place? Hallelujah. Well, good morning to the family online, together with those in the overflow. Very good morning to you and welcome. I pray, God, even as I get the honor of ministering today, Father, I thank you that lives in this place will be changed for your glory. I thank you for your presence in this place, Father. And I thank you for the power of your word, because you and your word are one. And God, even as I minister your word today, your word will begin to locate people, Father. I pray, God, you'll touch and deliver them, Father, by the power of your spirit. I love your word in Acts 10, 38, how you said that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, your word declares. And you went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the enemy. For God was with him. And God, right now, you're with us today in this place, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4. And before I do, you know, there's a powerful scripture found in the book of Psalms, chapter 16 and 3, where it says, Godly people in the land, David said, are my true heroes. And right now, I want to say to you that my heroes are my, are my pastors. And today, I want to just honor them together with Pastor John that's watching me today. And uh, our pastors are my heroes. Amen. Because truly, I stand before you today as a, as a beneficiary of faith. I'm just piggy-banging of their faith, and I'm just rolling with Jesus. Can you smile and say amen? Hallelujah. Are you in the book of Mark? Mark chapter 4, reading from verse 35 onwards. This is what it says. On that day, the Bible says, on that day. In other words, it was, a, it was a long day for Jesus. A long day. It was a long ministry day. He ministered to the crowds, and then he ministered to the disciples privately. The Bible says, on that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. Quite a powerful word Jesus gave them. And leaving the crowd, the Bible says, they took Jesus with them in the boat. Listen, my friend, you better make sure that Jesus is with you when you're in the boat. Amen. And verse 37 says, and a great storm, not just any kind of storm. The Bible says a great storm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. Listen, Jesus must have had a long ministry day. The man's tired and he's asleep. And they awoke him and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the Bible says the wind, they stopped and there was a great calm. Kind of interesting, the message Bible says the waters became perfectly, perfectly calm. And verse 41, the Bible says, they said one to another, who then is this, that even the wind whoo, and the sea obeys him? Listen, when Jesus speaks, my friend, some things are got to obey. 
We're still on the sermon series entitled Unstoppable Jesus. And my sermon title today Storm, the perfect storm. Listen, when we speak about the storms of life, this has nothing to do with the weather. Because me personally, I ain't no weatherman. I'm a brother man. You know what I'm saying? So I know nothing about the weather. So when we speak about the storms of life, my friend, this has nothing to do with the weather, but it has everything to do with our lives. Amen. Each and every one of us, right here, read the Jesus stone right here in the overflow, and those that are listening to me online will go through storms in this life. You are either, hear me now, you are either entering into a storm or you are currently in a storm or you just exit the storm. We are all of us living in all three storms, sometimes simultaneously. But no matter what happens, my friend, no matter what storms you are facing, whether you're in a, in a health storm, whether you're in a financial storm, or in a marriage storm, in a whatever kind of storm, even in a, a faint storm, or an emotional storm, or a fear storm, I want to say to you right now in this place that storms don't last forever. Come on, lift your voice in this place. Say, storms don't last forever. Listen, the disciples... We're in a storm because Jesus had given them a word. They were in the will of God and they experienced a storm. Sometimes right now in your life, things are messing you around and you're thinking, but listen, you're in the will of God. The disciples were in a storm because Jesus has given them a word. Let us cross over, he said, to the other side. And if you read the entire chapter of Mark chapter 4, Jesus speaks about the parable of the sower. The sower, he says, sows the word. It amazes me how the enemy will come to choke the word, will come to take the word from you. That's why what you hear today, make it get vibed in your heart. Amen? Because it'll touch and change you. They say uh, a text without context is only a pretext. These verses in Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41, are not just standalone components. Because scripture, I do believe, interpret scripture. These verses are part of a chapter that continues to, to chapter 5 as well. It was a word, hear me, it was a word that got them into the storm in the first place. And it was a word that got them out of the storm as well. Jesus said, peace. Be still. Jesus imagined a great storm, verse 37, with a great calm. In other words, he matched the attack. I want to say to you right now, no matter what you're going through, my friend, Jesus is about to match your attack. Can you smile and say amen? Come on, the Bible says Jesus matched the attack. Listen, Jesus matched the problem with a promise. I want to say to you right now, if you're going through problems in life, guess what? God ain't going to take away your problems. Hello? Very quiet in this place. Come on now. If you've got problems in life, my friend, ain't no way God's going to take away your problems. But what God will do is he'll match your problem with a promise. He'll match your problem with a promise. 
That is why it's so important when you go through storms in life to have the substance of God's word on the inside of you, whether it's the written word, whether it's the living word or the spoken word. Let the word of God, my friend, imbibe your spirit. In fact, Bible college is free. Come on, now Bible college is free. Go and enroll yourself in the Bible college. Get the word on the inside of you because when the storms of life come, my friend, you're safe. Come on now. Now please write this down. The journey is as important as the destination. Did you hear me? I said the journey is as important as the destination. The disciples were in a storm of their lives. Sometimes when you're in a storm, you can be... You can be a bit selfish. It's always about me, myself, and I. But what the disciples didn't know, on the other side, there was a man who was demonized. He had an unclean spirit. It was he that Jesus went to get set free and delivered. The storm, my friend, is not just about you. It's about your family. It's about your neighbors, your friends. Then when you come out of the storm, you can be a source of encouragement. Amen. Because I do believe a victory for one is actually a victory for all. The Bible says in Psalms 34 and 19, many, say many. Say what? Come on, say many. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. How many righteous people do we have in this place? Uh, come on, it's two of you. All right, I see you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, the Bible says. But the Lord, whoo, delivers him out of them all. Hey, you feel this? Come on. Let's go to the book of Job. Man, I love the man. I love the book of Job. This man, Job, was a, a godly man. He was an extremely wealthy man. And he was a faithful father. Job, in one day, he was homeless, bankrupt, helpless, and childless. In fact, Job went through a financial storm. In one day, he had lost everything, all his possessions and all his livestock. There are people right now in this place at the sound of my voice. You are going through a financial storm. Guess what? You're in the right place. Job was in a financial storm. But Job 1 and 20, the Bible says the man, despite the storm that he went through, he dropped on his knees and he's still continuing worshiping God. In fact, Job was also in a, in a family storm. Can you imagine this man, Job? In one day, in one day, he lost all of his children. Seven sons and three daughters all died all at once. His very wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die, man? You ever been there? A lot of people will judge the words of Job's wife. But listen, You've never experienced grief on that level. A mass burial. Can you imagine? A mass burial. Mom and dad burying their children. The pain, the anguish. And she says, curse God and die, man. But yet the man, Job 1 and 20, he still drops down on his knees and he still worships God. In the storm, listen. With Job, what Job didn't realize was, unbeknownst to him, there was a cosmic discussion that was happening between God and the devil. Have you considered my servant Job? Come on. The storms of life, my friend. Job also was in a 
in a health storm. Have you ever been there? When your body is wrecked in pain? You don't know what to do? And you're crying out to God? Job was in a, in a health storm. The Bible says his skin was filled with worms and with blackness. His body was swelling. And yet, he had a skin ulcer erupting with pus all over him. He had a health problem. But yet, he still declared that my Redeemer, I know he loves Job. So despite the pain, despite the doctor giving him a, a bad report, he still continued to worship God. Job also was in a, in a faith storm. Sometimes when you're in a, in a storm of your life and you've been faithful, you pray all the praise you know how, and the enemy starts to mess with your mind. Doubt and unbelief begins to set in. And now you begin to question God. Job cries out in Job, 20 and Job 30 and 20. He says, I cry out to God, but you don't answer me. Sometimes God can hide himself. Job was also in a, in a friend, in a friend storm. You know, Job had three friends. These friends were supposed to encourage him. We're supposed to, to love him. But yet they, they dropped him. How many of you have been there? Job's three friends, they sat with him for seven days. Didn't even say a word. The Bible says they couldn't even, even recognize him. And finally, when they got to speak to him, after seven days later, man, they blamed him, they accused him, and they insulted him. In fact, they told him, you've got what you deserve. Yet the man was blameless. Yet the man was honest. He was a godly man. And yet, he continued to persevere. I love what the Bible says in James chapter 5 and 11. The Bible speaks about the endurance of Job. Despite what he, what he went through. Wasn't even his fault. Wasn't even his fault. And yet, he endured till the end. I want to say to someone in this place right now, no matter what you're going through, my friend, endure till the end. Don't give up. Don't back down. Don't stay down. Get up. And go for God, like Mom Nini will say. Go for God, man. You know, Job 42 and 10, the Bible says, God restored all of Job's losses. So much so, Job, when he came out the storm, he was super blessed. Woo! Hey, he was super blessed. Amen. God blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Glory be to God. Isn't that amazing? I love what Zechariah 9 and 12 says. God says that he's, he promises two blessings for each of your trouble. Two blessings, hey, for each of your trouble. I don't know in this place what troubles you've been to. Man, I can put two my hands, both my hands up and both my feet as well of all the mountains I've been through. And God says this, he promises us two blessings for all the problems, all the storms you've been through. Hey, man, that's, I take it right there. That's for me. Come on, I prophesy in this place, double for your trouble. Tell the person next to you, hey, come on, double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. Hallelujah. You know, family, lift your voice, say storms. Don't last forever. All right, let's go to the book of Jonah. <laughs> something, something fishy about Jonah's storm. 
Amen. Something fishy. Jonah was in a storm of his life because of disobedience. In fact, sometimes some people can mess you up in life. Because of the nonsense, you can get into a storm of your life. You feel me? Because other people can create storms just for you. True story, see? Could it be, family, could it be the one that you're holding onto be the very one that's holding you back? That's creating storms in your life for you and your family. Jonah got into the storm because of disobedience. And Jonah got out of the storm because of, of prayer, because of a voice of thanksgiving, and repentance. I do believe at times prayer, a voice of thanksgiving. I've come to believe there are too many ungrateful people in the body of Christ. Don't ever thank you in the spirit. A purpose in my heart, no matter what I go through, it's always God, I thank you. Because you're such a good God. The fact that I got up this morning, the fact that I have breath in my lungs, man, God, I thank you. The Bible says, Job, he prayed, and through a voice of thanksgiving and repentance, he got out of the storm. I said to you that the journey is as important as the destination. What Jonah didn't realize was in a place called Nineveh, 120,000 people were waiting for him in Nineveh to be ministered to. That's why, my friend, the storms of life is not just about you. Not just about you. There's 120,000 people in Nineveh that's waiting for someone to minister to them. Hallelujah. I think about the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts, how it is that he went through his storm. Paul was in the storm for 14 days. That's like, what, two weeks? He was in the storm. And Paul, being the man of God that he, that he was, he perceived by the Spirit that the storm is going to end in disaster. And he told the ship captain, they ignored him. Who wants to listen to a prisoner? Who wants to listen to a prisoner? But Paul was in the storm of his life. But he came out the storm full of the faith of God. He had faith in God when he went in, and he came out with the faith of God. Man, this man was full of faith. But yet the storm in Paul's life wasn't just about Paul. Because the ship was wrecked in a place called Malta, off the island. There were natives in that island. And one of the natives, the Bible says he was a chief citizen of the land. His name was Publius. Publius, that's an interesting name. Now Publius, his father, was unwell. And Paul gets the honor of praying for this man. Paul touches him. The power of God flows in and through him. So much so, revival broke out on the island. Listen, my friend, the storm ain't about you. Ain't about you. And Paul ministers in the island. Revival breaks out. People getting healed left, right, and center everywhere. But it was a storm in the first place that got him to the island. Come on. The journey, I do believe, is as important as the destination. They say every, to every face or behind every face, there is a life. 
And behind every life, there is a story. Can I share my story? Right now, I'm in a, I'm in a storm of my life. You won't say, right? I've got a smile on my face. I've got a bounce on my feet. You know why? Because of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm in a, I just came out of a financial storm. I'm currently in a, in a family storm. And I've just stepped into a, a health kind of storm with my mother. She was diagnosed with cancer. But you know what? I'm in the best place of my life. Because of the peace of God. The peace of God. That's why I love this house. I love the spirit and the power of faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says now, now. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. Now faith is, the Bible says, the things, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things yet not seen. Man, when I look at that verse in Hebrews 11 and 1, I see a now, I see a hope, and I see a realm of the invisible. Faith, my friend, is having the ability to see tomorrow, today, and smile. I can stand before you today with a smile on my face. There's a confidence in my spirit because I know my God will see me through. Doesn't matter what I go for or go through. Listen, I'm so grateful for this house. I'm so grateful for this house because when Noah was in the storm, when Noah was in the storm, it was the safety of the ark that he built that protected him. The ark in the Bible represents the church. This house is what protects me. It's my covering. And the question I want to ask you, my friend, today, are you connected? Are you committed? Are you covered in a sense? This house right here, man, I, I'm a beneficiary of faith. I'm just piggy banking of the faith of my pastors. I'm just rolling the wave, see? You know, this year, 2021, Pastor John declared a powerful word. The unstoppableness of God. The Bible says in Job 42 and 2, this is the word I'm believing God for, for, for my family and for myself. Because we're crossing over, see, we're crossing over in Jesus' name. Job says, I know, I know that you can do everything and that your plans for my life are unstoppable. Woo! Glory be to God. The message Bible says this, Job says, I am convinced, convinced that you can do anything and everything and nothing Ooh. and no one can upset the plans of God. Isn't that powerful? The purpose and the plan of God, my friend, for your life and in mine is truly unstoppable. You know, God always starts his work with a leader, but he finishes with a team. I'm so honored to be a part of a team, a greater purpose, greater plan of God that covers me. Amen covers me. When you're in a storm, my friend, sometimes it's, it's better to have peace than being right. Tell me now, when you're in a storm of your life, peace is better than being right. And you've got to protect, got to protect your peace. And when you face problems and setbacks and the storms of life, God, instead of giving you an answer to your problem. It gives you a promise. It matches the earthly problems with his divine promises. I love what 2 Peter 1 and 4 says. 
This is my word right here. Let me just drop it with you. For he has granted to us, to you and I, his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of his divine nature. Glory be to God. The divine nature of God flows in and through us. Family, I want to say to you right now in this place, don't give up. Don't stop. Hang on to the promises of God. Stand tall, stand fast, stand firm. Don't back down in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice. Say storms. Say storms. Don't last forever. Come on, jump up to your feet all across this place. Even those that are in the overflow and those that are listening to me online. You know, let me close the way I started. The disciples, they got through the storm because Jesus was in their boat. You know, I saved the best for last. When storms are at their worst, Jesus, I said Jesus is at his best. Can you say amen in this place? And right now, right now, at the sound of my voice, all, all across this place. I know some of you are going through a family storm, a financial storm, a marriage storm, a health storm, probably an unemployment storm, or a fear storm, a friend storm, whatever storm that you are, and you are standing in this place right now. I want to make sure, before I get to pray for you, I want to make sure right now that you've surrendered to his love and that you are in submission to his will. Why don't you close your eyes and bow your heads with me all across this place. Man, I spoke about the storms of life. I spoke about how it is with, with Job, no matter what he went through, he still got the honor of worshiping God. I spoke about Jonah, how it is because of an avenue of, of repentance and a voice of thanksgiving that he got out of his storm. I spoke about the Apostle Paul and about the journey and about the destination. I spoke about my life and how it is that I got to the storm because of the, of the promises of Jesus. But I got to the storm, my friend, because of the person of Jesus Christ. Listen, in this life, you ain't gonna make it. Hear me now, you ain't gonna make it if you don't have Jesus. All across this place, those that are in overflow, those that are listening to me online. You got to make sure, my friend, that Jesus is in your boat. And before I pray right now, let's submit ourselves to his will and to his purpose and to his love. If you're in this place today, you're away from God, I want to pray for you. Right now, your life is between sixes and sevens. Man, you don't know what's going down in and through your life. Just submit to the will of God, my friend. Right now you're in this place and you're bachelor. I want to say to you that God loves you unconditionally. Listen, I've tasted of the goodness of God. God's love floods every part of my heart. I'm here today because the love of God's real, my friend. I speak the way I do. It's simply because I've understood and acknowledged the love and the goodness of Jesus. And right now the love of God is extended to you in this place today all across this place, even in the overflow. I want to pray for you and pray with you right now in, in this place. If that's you, how about just pick your hand up and drop it down. I get to pray for you right now all across this place.
Come on, all across this place. Just lift those hands and just drop it on. I get to pray for you. Those in the overflow as well. As an indication. Listen, I, I, I want Jesus. Because my friend, in the storms of life and when they come, sometimes they, they are sudden and surprising. Sometimes God will warn you concerning a storm that's to come. Sometimes you just walk into them. Man, I'm, I just came out of a storm. I'm currently in a storm and I've walked into a storm. Three storms simultaneously. But you know what? I'm at peace with myself because of Jesus. Right now, family, just lift your voice and say this with me. Even as we get to pray, because my time is up, I'm going to bring the service to a close. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I thank you for loving me, for giving me, and for saving me. Say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Today, in this place, I want to get connected. I want to get committed. I want to serve you. Come on, church, I want to serve you all the days of my life. Say, Jesus, today is going to be the best day of my life, of my life. Family, if you said that prayer, the usher is going to put a card in your hand. And before I close today, you know, in Psalms 46 and 10, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. There's knowledge of God that comes only, hear me, in stillness. Only in stillness. A final scripture and I'll bring it to a close. For those that are going through the storms of life. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 165, that great peace have those who love your word and nothing will cause them to stumble. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your word that has come to your people. I thank you for the peace of God that flows in and through their lives, Father. And as a result of this word, I pray, may their lives never again be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Family, just lift your voice for the last time. Say, when storms are at their worst. Come on, say, when storms are at their worst. Jesus is at his best. Won't you clap your hands, give God some praise in this place. Amen. Thank you. God bless you for tuning in. Those in the overflow, God bless you. We love you. And uh, amen. Go with God, they say. Hallelujah. Amen.